0: And once again, we caution you, these stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. On this first day of a new century, we humbly beg forgiveness and dedicate these last
1: forests In the hope that they will one day return
0: and grace our foul earth. Until that day, may God bless these gardens and the brave men who care for them.
2: Most Material Podcast. I'm Tom Carnell, and I'm Langley West. And Heather is away today for episode 105, where I think we're going to look at underappreciated sci-fi films. Hey, by, before we get started, you know, I noticed today no one died. Yay! <laughs> it was pretty amazing. I was going through the list of people who have died so far this year, and it's like lots of people have died, but it wasn't anyone like oh, like t- 2016. It was like every week we would have someone that would be that had passed on, but that was good. But anyway, um, underappreciated sci- sci-fi films. Um, before we get... I, I, yeah, I was just going to say, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> one of the things I found in preparing for today was the, um, the idea of what... Under,
1: unappreciated by whom right. became the question. Because there's a lot of stuff out there that, you know, uh, within certain circles or um, because of the time period that it was released, it actually got a lot of acclaim or it got a lot of critical praise or whatever the case may be but as we get older and we start talking to people we find that you know the things that we take for granted mm-hmm. and you know them you know, right? Uh, and people talk to a twenty-one. Uh,
2: not I'm not disparaging. No, know, no, young it's people, just the way things work. They just don't have the reference base yeah. to, to to understand. And and where a film, and that's one of the things I ran into here is like certain films, uh, I think, are a given. I think also have a certain weight and place in the pantheon, if you will. Sure. Um, but then when you, t- if I talk to someone who's in there early 20s and and i and i go you know you had said fantastic planet Mm -hmm. uh earlier off mic but uh blank stares so is it under under underappreciated or is it just that the reference base is sort of moved on i don't know
1: yeah and also too you know sometimes sometimes and this this is where i do get aggravated is sometimes you'll you'll be talking and you'll cite something that is clearly um important um and great but it, you know it's being looked at from folks with such a narrow mind it's like oh you know if it, it's it's like oh look you can see the strings on the spaceship well right. yeah it was 1925 York, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. you know what i mean it's like you know that kind of stuff well i think it's first important that people
2: like contextualize stuff and, uh-huh. and go oh yeah this is this was made in the 30s you uh-huh. know it's like man you hear a lot from young yeah again i don't want to turn into a young people thing but it's like you know oh these special effects sucked like, yeah <laughs> because yeah. this is the this
1: is the bedrock from which all the shit you love at the time they didn't though you know at no. the time it was blowing people's minds well that's
2: why you look back at a film at the eight like at the eight I'm from the 80s mm-hmm. and you just go oh man that hasn't aged well it's like yeah because the state
1: of the art has moved on and right
2: so i i just wonder if the if it's underappreciated or is it just
1: like unloved i'm i'm just i'm looking at it as i'm i'm gonna name some things that i think people should pay attention to that they may not have heard of and 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 it's going to be frustrating for listeners i'm sure because i think most of them are film people and they're going to be like well yeah duh
2: well what i also tried to do was filter run it all through a filter of you know we can go super obscure and mention like you know pakistani horror anthologies that, that no one that i think are really good but no one's ever heard of and, and and but and you can't get right exactly yeah. So I wanted to I tried to keep this like, conceivably you could probably find most of these titles on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon or or any other streaming service. So because again, it's super easy to go really far afield and just mention stuff that you know people aren't familiar with you know right. the filipino horror market most people don't even know it exists right but it's there and it's and mo- some of it's really good it's like
1: well it's like the. by the, the way check out the maid <laughs> Go ahead. uh it's like earlier you know like i i remembered these films but i couldn't remember the name or anything and so i'm chasing them down on my phone trying to find the titles and uh, and who the director was, um, you know, they're these Russian science fiction movies from like the early 60s, mm-hmm. and uh, they're really cool, but then you know, you start thinking about it, and it's like uh, who's gonna track this stuff Who down? other than you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who, who cares? cares that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I also find that like, that center line as audiences get older, that center, center line moves where, you know, you think, like that, that, that point where that you think these are the films that everyone sort of knows about, and it sort of moves on as as they the culture gets older. I guess right, that's right yeah. I, I to say. Um, and, uh, and uh but again, we've talked about it before. You run into those people who who you talk to who not only are are uh, they just aren't interested because it's black and white or because it's subtitled. Yeah, or they have it's, some
1: arbitrary yeah. bias that they put up just being lazy They you know they don't want to they don't want the the challenge of what i don't it's not even challenge it's like yeah. how is it hard to i get watch that something i get black and white when
0: i hear
2: people that go like especially with subtitles like man i don't want to read a, I don't want to read a movie it's like eh. it's a skill like anything else that i yeah. think develop. The more more you, you develop and when you develop it yeah you you go it becomes
1: part of it and you don't even notice it and i we, do it anymore because i can't hear well so I put on subtitles. Sad. Yeah. It's it's so it's, sad. I was yeah.
2: doing that the other day. I was like, man, did I feel really old doing this? But uh, I do it a lot, especially late at night if I'm watching something I don't want to disturb people. Right. Um, it, it's fine and dandy. Um, so uh, I guess I, I just don't even know how to go through these. Some of these... I was, I,
1: go ahead. I, I was just going to say, you know, I mean in 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 one aspect or another science fiction in film has been around since the beginning really Mm -hmm. i mean uh just as horror has and and all the genres that were represented in in the very first flickers that lumere brothers and, and people were putting up and uh so we don't have to go through it time wise. I mean, we just let's yeah, just, I'm just gonna go through
2: th- just mention some stuff that I think people are are wo- woefully lacking in, let's say that or, or people who might want to
1: films people might want to give a little attention to to see it might spark something. let's and, let's let's start with one that's kind of a bridge, okay um, and and it, between some, something that people really know well. And something that they they probably know well, okay. And that and that is one off of your list, and that is Douglas Trumbull's Silent Running.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silent Running. We're using uh, that's the in, that's what si- the intro to this episode is from Silent Running most people Run. aren't going to get because it's yeah. very obscure. But a great movie.
1: Yeah, a great movie. Um, science fiction with a heart, with a brain. Very pretty. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, it's. Douglas Trumbull was the guy who was doing the special effects for 2001: A Space Odyssey, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, the, and he directed this. Mm-hmm. And this is literally kind of a, a, a gap filler, a bridge between 2001 and Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It, it came in between, the, you know, those two, and uh, uh, it's it's way more 2001 than it is Star Wars. Right. But it's not. It's well, not as heady and yeah it's
2: it's it's space uh, travel not perfected it's still reaching for the stars as opposed to commanding the stars and starships and flying from oh we're gonna go to this galaxy this guy is essentially adrift alone
1: on a space station well he kind of does that to (laughs) (laughs) himself with these domes that have the last of earth's foliage yeah Um, they've got like three forests
2: or something and yeah trying to protect them because we fucked up the earth to the point
1: that everything was dying and that guy is bruce dern Mm -hmm. and uh and he's great in it
2: he's great in it the uh, it's a it's it's a really neat trick in that they make real characters out of these three robots,
1: Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Huey, Dewey, and Louie are great. They're great, and they're also they're in 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 in, in a couple of different aspects. They're also the the the, the pre runners to like R two D two. Absolutely, little, these little droid. Bots. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, to the point where they don't have. They don't have little people playing them. They have people um, without uh, legs, legs playing yeah, them, yeah, yeah. so that they walk around on their hands. It's a, it's a. Those are, I I think we talked about this on our robot episode. God, you know, fifty years ago, uh, the, uh, those are my favorite robots. Yeah, they're at, just in, great. Film. They're they're just, they just
2: and they have this sort of bumbling sort of
1: aspect yeah. to them that that makes them just instantly endearing. Yeah, and there's nothing going on on their you know face. They have no face, but it it <laughs> maybe they, a couple of
2: lights yeah. that
1: light on and off.
2: Like you know, but I mean,
1: Captain they, they Pike. Even, they did not even have the 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 you know the cooing sounds that R two D two did. <laughs> right, you know. The, yeah, the, yeah. And, and you, they
2: almost have this like bump, very much a Huey Dewey and Louie aspect where yeah. they're sort of they get the job done, but it's a little yeah a little Mickey Mouse going <laughs> in. Um,
0: great yeah, movie great oh, what, movie. Was the,
1: what was the it's in in and uh does it have a popular song or it's not a popular song but it's a it's a very hippie kind of i'm sure yeah yeah i'm sure I, i've movie. seen it was bruce stern back in
2: back in you know this was this is post stuff like um you know, he's a writer he's, he's, and all that other stuff it had yeah. kind of a hippie aspect to it yeah um uh sort of looked at the isolation of he's a guy
1: alone in space yeah and um yeah i'm gonna uh, throw in a spoiler he's a guy alone in space because his their mission is ended and he's not willing to let the forests go mm. he's supposed to blow them all up and uh so there's there's only a handful of them out there. there's like five or six guys and uh he kills all the other guys <laughs> in order to keep the the forest going. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's got beautiful miniature work.
2: Yeah, it's great. It's great. And again, it's only a film that comes up an hour into the discussion on on sci-fi movies. Right, yeah. It's just one of those ones where a lot of people have heard of, but but few have very seen. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw a name up there. You know, there's some of these that... um, they were like elephants in the room. I got to thinking about, like, science fiction classics. And I asked myself, for example, Brave New World, was that ever made into a, a film? And it, oddly enough, yes, it's being made into a film now. I suppose, I guess it's in development. There's a new one in development that's going to be a feature. But it was I found that it was made into two TV movies, one in 98, 90, 1980 and one in um, 1998. The uh, first one had Bud Cort. Um, from Harold and Maude, right. Ron O'Neill, Superfly, <laughs> and Marcia Straussman, the wife from Welcome Back, Kotter, <laughs> And and then the other one had Peter Gallagher and Leonard Nimoy. Um, but this new one in development, I'm kind of interested.
1: You know, it's funny. Brave New World is, is one of those... Um... One of those, one of those American classics, mm-hmm. or, uh, or not American, was Huxley, British, or, British and, sci-fi uh, classic, yeah, so, science yeah. fiction classic, and um, uh, and I think everybody has either read it or knows about it, you know. But I find myself always every time that I hear it, I'm like, all right, which one is this? You know, you know what I mean? It's like... Uh, well, they're familiar. I know people are familiar with concepts. The Alpha, Beta, Gamma. Right. This
2: cast system. They're definitely... have. If they don't know what it is, they've heard of SOMA. Um, right. Which was the drug. The drug. So, thing, yeah. Uh, yeah. One of those influential things that I, I can't believe hasn't been made into a major film
1: yet. For some reason, 1984 got all the glory.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> um, Huxley is... is, is in my opinion, way more interesting than Orwell was. Yeah, I mean Huxley. This there's a great story about Huxley that when he was on his deathbed and literally dying, as he was dying, his wife dosed him with LSD. Oh wow, that's a wife.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah,
2: if you're gonna go out, you're gonna go out tripping balls. Because he ha- he has a great book called The
1: Doors to Perception. Doors of, yeah, The Doors to Perception where the doors got their name from right
2: right um but i just love that that makes me laugh so much about someone like okay when i die right before my heart stops beating just spike me without as much lsd as you can that's amazing that is absolutely amazing um um but you from that sort of ground is where you get all this other stuff like things that i didn't put on the list that i probably
1: could have but i didn't
2: things like logan's
1: run and all that
2: dystopian future stuff sure um
1: Uh, whenever i think of uh, brave new world as a movie i always wind up knee-jerk reaction i always wind up thinking of um, the shape of things to come mm. which was a a wells thing i think And, and but that was a movie in like the 20s 30s okay yeah and it had um it again um if you're a miniature guy like that's that's something to check out because there's these these uh huge vistas of like these crazy cities you know Mm -hmm. and and there's there's planes going and vehicles going and it's uh, and it's all moving and automated you know and it's like it's really cool to, to see how much work these guys you know building these Cardboard buildings put into this mm-hmm. shit. It's really neat. Um, every now and then you'll see some of that footage, much like you'll see some of the footage from Metropolis thrown into things that that are, you know are just randomly about the future. Yeah, and you see this, you know, flickering 1930s view of what the future is. I I love I love how That's much well. Metropolis is in so many things, yeah. man. Like music videos, just everything i flash on zappa and you know, the future is scary <laughs> yeah
2: um yeah that's very cool <laughs> any chance to, to mention frank um uh yeah yeah uh i've not so seen it. so what do you know about uh the the brave new world that there there, there's lots of arguments especially online about people going eh, it's typical shit it's yeah. blasphemy." me eh. but uh sure why not i mean you know I mean, we, we, we,
1: especially if nobody's done a really good version we kind of kinda
2: it. saw lots of elements of it in, in something like gattaca right you know, the, the whole you're stuck in a system and I mark off on this one of the things I didn't I want to talk about that I didn't I didn't want too much time to get by because I was afraid we we're gonna miss it um, Colossus the forbin project. Mm. 1970, Joseph Sargent directed. Right, story of a man, Forbin, who builds a supercomputer in the West, while uh, it turns out the Russians are building a supercomputer in in the East. Right, and it's about what happens when they sort of put them both online at the same time. You never hear it talked about. It's great. It's a great movie. Um, I it I don't remember if it was a. The look of it was always like a TV movie. I don't know if it ever got theatrical. It probably did. I don't
1: know. I, don't, I mean, it, I, 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 I'm guessing it did because otherwise, why would we know about it? And 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 science fiction people all know about it. It's not like it's. it's, mm-hmm. it's well, there com- was
2: there was sci-fi that this kind of stuff on TV at the time. They would do movie of the weeks and that's true. Trilogy of Terror and all
1: that other yeah, stuff. You yeah. Know? Yeah yeah that stuff was was like it was a bigger deal mm-hmm. to have a, i mean like you could have a made for television oh, movie and it day. was a big deal you know
2: absolutely and to, and some of them echo you know like go to go on youtube i know and you can find a copy of the tv movie when michael calls yeah and that's really genuinely scary yeah um, another one i wanted to mention along those same lines is Because of Trilogy of Terror, Dan Curtis. Dan Curtis did a a TV movie called The Norless Tapes. Very much a prototype for what he would later do with the shack and the Night Stalker. Right. um, About an author that was looking into different things and, Mm -hmm. you know, finding different mysteries. And it was all set up to be a a series that they ultimately didn't bite on.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But you can find it out there and it's great. You know, people name check uh, Twin Peaks as kind of a... The uh, the ancestor of stuff like the X Files mm-hmm. and the fences and, and, and stuff like supernatural, all these things that we have now. And uh really, I mean, if you go back, you know, you're looking at stuff like the Northern Tips, you're looking at Col uh, Shack. Mm-hmm. You know, those dark shadows get dark shadows. And all of those are Dan Curtis. Yeah. We should do a Dan Curtis show. Dan Curtis. He was
2: a he was supposedly kind of a dick, but, but Well he's got for, two first names so you know that's but he was but uh, productive put mm-hmm. out a lot of good shit um, yeah. in the in a time that wasn't known for it and operating in, in a really restrictive sort of structure that tv is i mean tv built into tv movies are those the the obligatory you know we got to fade out to a commercial and then the acts are a little tighter
1: right i don't want to i don't want to stray too much but you know talking about this um reminds me of all the uh cool i won't say great but cool science fiction um television shows that people probably don't remember sure you know um uh, uh jerry anderson's ufo I UFO. Mean, I loved that show. man. Great theme song. Oh god, dude, it's like it's a great. I, song. I play that thing whenever I'm like getting like you know, and I play that. Um, it, it was cool. It's it's basically the idea is um, there are these aliens and we've set up this kind of um, uh, defense network for the Earth to defend. Kind them of a against precursor them. to like Federation, right? And. So we've got a, uh, I, th- I think we had a base on the moon. We had, mm-hmm. like, this one that's floating around the Earth. Um, the UFOs, the alien ships were really cool because they were basically, like, um, shuttlecocks that, like, <laughs> sputter around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just so weird. It was, like, all this sort of Star original series Star
2: Trek-level technology yeah. where, like, they'd, they'd get a message and it would literally
1: be coming through the teletype. Yeah. And it was cool for an adolescent boy because, like, those purple haired... They were all hot. They were so hot. They yeah. were so hot. By the way, the uh,
2: the theme song to UFO, mm-hmm. most of the audience may recognize as the theme song to Kevin Smith's Hollywood Babylon. Yep. And um, <laughs> so bringing it all back to the kids. Uh... Yeah, it's great stuff. It was like it was cut from that same sort of cloth that things like like Space nineteen
1: ninety nine. Yeah, man, I love that.
2: Martin Landau and his and his wife being just
1: cool. Yeah, I you know I missed the initial run of that, and that that brings to mind something. (laughs) There was a time in the seventies where space attire was basically a tracksuit
2: it was a tri- yeah and,
1: and and it wasn't just space 1980 it was like a whole bunch of shows yeah. like or
2: or regular clothes made out of plastic right <laughs> <laughs> like see through like like slicker plastic yeah 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 i remember yeah. like and
1: shirts bobs. and like yeah
2: <laughs> little bobby hair everyone had bobs for hair yeah
1: It like, was um, great yeah and then there were like you know the the Irwin Allen stuff you know sure Lost in Space everybody knows that but there's sure. Land of the Giants, dude. <clears throat> lost in Space for a second.
2: <laughs> Speaking of again, as a young boy growing up, meeting like I forget her name, but the remember the the lady that fell in love with Doctor Smith, the pretty handsome Doctor Smith, oh pretty handsome. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Dude, yeah. Young Tom liked her a lot, a lot. Yeah, and it was just
1: one of those things where it was like it's sci-fi, it's super cool. And the girl on the show, the the uh, what was the was her the character's name Penny? Penny, yeah. Penny,
2: Angela Cartwright.
1: Yeah, Angela is the sister of Veronica Cartwright, who was right? in Alien. Alien, and yeah, yeah, the, and they the looked a of... lot alike. Yeah,
2: um, Penny and Billy Moomy and the ones that people that are still alive yeah. from Lost in Space are doing a lot of, they do a lot of conventions. Conventions
0: and
1: stuff. And really.
2: Moomy is doing music and stuff like that, and that's very cool. He
1: did Fish Heads. Yeah, he did yeah. Barnes and Barnes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way back, when the hell was that? That was yeah,
2: that was early Demento days, yeah. after
1: Demento days. Um, okay, enough of the TV, let's we'll get back to Yeah, <laughs> I'm
2: trying to think of, you know, there were some of these things, uh since we're in that same 70s era, I'm going to say, 7 I'm going to bring up 71 Andromeda String
1: yeah and you know it's it so that was an early Crichton hit um mm-hmm. uh, as a book um I remember watching it and it's and 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 this happens to me a lot like I, there's movies that I watched as a kid um that I was really into, mm-hmm. and then I go back and I try to watch them um and it's not that they it's not that they're dated or it's not that um it's not that it was geared for kids it, I mean it was I go back and I'm bored mm-hmm. you know The Andromeda Strain is a slow movie but it's a really good movie and mm-hmm. it's one of the first times we look at that whole idea of um, a uh, well not one of the first times there's what was it Panic in the Streets yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a, great movie. A, a great movie that's, yeah. a, that's an amazing Panic movie Panic in the Streets is yeah. great um, but, but it's one of the the first times on a big scale where we see this idea of a contagion, right. um, you know. Uh,
2: and especially one kind of like, oh, it can get away from you. Right. And and, um, and then the idea that the people left behind to figure it out. I mean, they were hardly uh, uh, on top of it. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like a lot of the discoveries that they make that help them um, are... Um, by accident. Right. Um, so I had the measles when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, actually, I was reading the book at first um, with measles, and then I saw the movie, and um, it's always
1: linked with this weird sort of headspace <laughs> for me. Tom's got a fever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: And at the time, I had just heard... I always link Andromeda Strain in my head up with, of all things, tubular bells, because... That had come out at the time, uh, and as I was reading it and listening, in that's like my went.
1: weird association between Frampton comes alive and Charles Manson. Sure, yeah, I can see how one <laughs> could lead to the other. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to mention a movie that uh, I, I I was gonna I was gonna talk about them, um, you know, which is the Jack Arnold film about the the, the giant ants in yeah. the New Mexican desert, but. It gets name-checked a lot, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a a uh, an inferior a, a movie that's inferior to that, but it's a, it's cut from the same cloth, and I, and I'm just gonna use it as a representative of all that giant bug stuff. Sure. Um, and that's the Black Scorpion. The black. Oh yeah. Sc- yeah, the Black Scorpion. It, 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 it's and, and some people argue was that science fiction. Well, no, I mean, not is any of that stuff science fiction. Yes, no, because it's science fiction in that usually what causes the mutation, what causes the bugs to get huge and attack, is uh, something we've done, you know, something mm-hmm. science has fucked up, or some, you know, it's a nuclear, it's it's they're mutated because of radiation, you know, the whole kaiju thing is that, you know, um, in this case they it's not, it's because of some volcano, but I'm gonna throw it in there anyways because it's. God damn it, it's giant. There was, a, there was a lot of big bug movies. There was a you bunch know, of tarantula Yeah. And the giant... Everything got big. Earth versus the giant the spider. Giant Gila yeah. monster. Oh, God, man. That was a great movie. Yeah, that was, that was but, a
2: real creature-feature thing.
1: Yeah. And the Black Scorpion is notable because fans of the original King Kong all know about the spider pick sequence that, you know, was either excised by um, Marion C. Cooper and just gotten rid of, or it, it, who knows why, but it, it's gone, it's lost, nobody's ever been able to find it. Some people swear they saw it. Mm. You know. It's but, like
2: the David clown cry. Yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> it's
1: one of those you know holy grails of like, man, if we could just find this. Well, if you want to know what that might have looked like to some extent, look at the Black Scorpion, because some of the models from that sequence... Um, are in that movie at one point they go down into the volcano into this giant cavern area to um, check out these giant scorpions and there's other things down there there's the spider that comes up and chases a kid and then there's this giant segmented worm with claws it's all weird yeah and uh, all uh, animated by willis o'brien it's beautiful um it's not a good movie (laughs) but in any stretch of the imagination but if you're but if you're into, um, if you're into stop motion, if you're into um, that era of filmmaking, if you're into giant bugs, it's it's one that a lot of people don't see, and that's the Black Scorpion. Check it out.
2: Right on, right on. Uh, let's see. Speaking around that same time period, um, and bugs, there was a movie called Phase Four.
1: Yeah. Very much like,
2: kind of like cut. Uh, now, when you
1: say that time period, you're talking the, I'm the, still talking the early the 70s. 70. Yeah, the, the, the movie I just talked about was like 50s. Oh, okay, it's sorry, black and white thing.
2: Um, yeah, directed by a guy named Saul Bass. He, it's a it's a bug movie in the sense, in the way like if anyone's ever read like or heard of Hellstrom's Chronicle about how ultimately humans will fade and bugs will take over. Sure, and, and this is sort of a science assisted upping of that. Again. It's one of those things you see referenced, but not many people have seen. It. I want to say there's a copy of it out there on YouTube.
1: Um, I remember seeing it. Um, I think I, I think I saw it as part of like a, you know, the local television station doing their Saturday science fiction thing in the afternoon, um, and I was excited because I was like. Ants! And, yeah. You know, I'm thinking giant ants. It's but no. That's not, not giant ants. It's far more intelligent than that. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's actually a smart little film. It's a really smart It gets smart a, little, a little melodramatic towards the end, of course. But, uh, uh, yeah, and it's just one of those things where, you know, a lot of this stuff is, is like, you know, you're not so hot, Mr. Human Man. That's right. <laughs> kind of a thing. <laughs> um, but again, it, it gets mentioned in p- articles on this, on sci-fi and stuff, but it it's usually well into the discussion that it yeah. kind of gets brought up
1: another of those movies that um is uh, like you got to be in the right mindset for it you know it's 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 not there's not explosions and it's in it, mm-hmm. you're not being distracted a, a, a lot you know
2: no gunfights no nothing no it's no, just it's this just... sort
1: of realization that
2: you're not in control right kind of a thing yeah uh you know uh, one of the things i also wanted to say was uh and i don't know if this really fits fits but it was kind of a body swap movie that frank john frankenheimer did called seconds uh-huh. with rock hudson Have you ever heard ever seen it
1: i heard know it? the title but i don't know yeah why. it was a big
2: deal at the time wait cause... wait
1: uh crazy um um uh tracking shot from like a uh uh he's laying on the gurney and he's going down yeah the yeah yeah, yeah, and yeah, the yeah guys are all over him yeah yeah, yeah yeah the idea that's what i remember yeah. is this camera but shot. it was
2: a big deal because it was it wasn't this was, um, I'm trying to find the year on this, um, 66. So this was like venturing in candidate time that people were all hyped up about that. And it was Rock Hudson hot on the heels of all of the Rock Hudson, Doris Day movies. Right. And he's dramatically acting and he's being a little bit crazy. And, and, and it's a John Frankenheimer movie yeah. who's, who, even with shit, makes something worth seeing. Sure. You know, look up Frankenheimer's IMDb And you'll see amazing things uh, Ronin, which is a great action right. film Is on there And a lot of other things I want to say Manchurian Candidate he did And I'm, I'm brain farting on the rest of them Yeah But he's one of those guys that just work. I saw him speak at a FangoCon once of all things um, And he, it was fascinating He's one of those
1: hard drinker kind of Sure Film directors Yeah know i i don't i don't i don't know if we have those dudes anymore i don't know maybe secretly yeah
2: <laughs> there's not the there's not the Peck and, paws and the john fords and the the guys
1: right. who they don't they don't they don't have the the power that they used to have so mm-hmm. you know the studio sees you doing something dumb like shooting a hole in a wall or you know some of the things that like peckinpah and people like that did yeah. they'll just get rid of you <laughs> yeah
2: i i i heard a story once by a guy who worked as a pa on a peckinpah film in the 60s and he said that um after they were done shooting they had all sort of decided that the production was going to go to this one bar and they set up a tab for right. the production and this was in the mid 60s it was over a hundred grand wow and uh wow yeah (laughs) that's right yeah 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 this guy had great stories about oliver reed working with oliver reed oh god just walking into the bar if
1: oliver reed was on that production probably 50 grand of that was him
2: alone (laughs) him walking into a bar picking one of the crew and like that's the guy i'm gonna fuck with tonight (laughs) and then they'd fuck with him they'd they ultimately get into some altercation or fight, sure. and then they were best friends for the rest of the, sure, the sure. show, which, is, <laughs> which I kind of respect in a weird way. Uh, let's see. Another one I want to mention that a lot of people don't talk about, but I think is great, is Jack Shoulders the Hidden. Kyle McLaughlin, Claudia Christian's in it. It's this alien that lands on Earth and takes over human bodies. And becomes pre- pleasure and um, adrenaline junkies. It's the one where the guy who's terminally ill gets up out of the hospital, goes into a Porsche dealer, and says to the guy, "I want this car," and just takes it. And then this shoot—lots of shootouts, lots of the body. It's kind of like where the the uh, parasite or whatever jumps from body to body to body to
1: body. To body. Right. And do, and do we see this? I'm trying towards to the end. You do it, 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 this it, thing that comes out—it's out, like, like a, a leech, like thing yeah, that yeah, comes yeah, out yeah. of yeah. your mouth. Yeah, um, but you
2: get Claudia Christian as a stripper in clear heels and a plastic miniskirt, pulling out—you know—rocket launcher. <laughs> 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 so, Kham McGlocklin. It's 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 around the time of Blue Velvet and mm-hmm. Dune and as he was making his mark. But it's a solid movie. Jack Shoulder. It sticks in my head that he directed Nightmare Two, or hmm. one of the nightmares. He had something to do with New Line. As to, I'm spacing on it, but uh, the Hidden, yeah, it's it's great. It's 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 a it kind of tapped into Kyle MacLachlan's that otherworldliness that you saw in Blue Velvet, right, and whatever. But um,
1: while a, we're checking out, and it's kind of a cool. I mean, like if you're into it's not a noir film but it has sure it has that it's very 80s yeah a lot of the music is is you know
2: sounds like something out of Beverly Hills cop but um <laughs> it's cool it's 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 yeah and it's fun to see people who characters who because they don't have any free will anymore just don't give a shit about like standing up to a fire, a bunch of cops with guns right um super fun yeah very 80s again but but, but while we're checking out
1: uh you got something else 1966 um fantastic voyage there we go fantastic voyage is uh it was a book by isaac asimov mm-hmm. um also very much a cold war thing mm-hmm. um this guy's I, I can't remember he has like six... trying
2: to save a life he has an aneurysm or some shit yeah there's,
1: there's a uh, there he he's he's real protected and I can't remember what his role was, but they're trying to get him to like the, I don't know the u n something some bullshit. yeah, yeah but he's so, dying. He's important and he's got something in his head and so they've they um yeah he he's in this car wreck and and he's got this aneurysm there they have to go in. And uh, and it's in his brain, so they can't operate. But fortunately, they've been working on this project. It's great. It's yeah. great. And Where they, they shrink people to microscopic size. Yeah. And inject them into the body. And a submarine. And a submarine. Yeah, that they that they travel in called the Proteus. Okay, this sounds ridiculous now that I'm talking but about it. But it is so cool. It's, it's so cool.
2: And the and the whole production, um, it's it's not like green screen, because it's the 60s. Right. It, it's all sets. Yeah. And
1: amazing sets.
2: Actors hanging on wires, pretending to be swimming.
1: Yeah. It's it's that uh, dry for wet um, swim. Yeah. They, they did the same thing on um, uh, The Black Hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, interestingly
2: enough, directed by Richard Fleischer, who also directed and Green. Another one that's on our list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, uh, fantastic Voyage is, is awesome and it's been it's there it's in development they're they're gonna they're redo gonna, it they're
1: gonna redo it i remember joe dante's kind of riff on it um inner space right which was the kind of goofy comedy um but still cool I, I love that idea i i was in love with this idea as a as a small kid like wouldn't it be cool i remember filling up like my mom had this like a letter um, notebook, you know, you would write letters and it's that weird size five by seven or whatever it is. And uh, I remember taking it and filling it up entirely with drawings for this story where I got shrunk down (laughs) and I was like, I, I, I was fighting a, a louse on somebody's sure. head and sure. uh, wound up going inside their ear and then exploring sure. their brain. Anyway, it was, it was very fascinating. I'm and, down with that. I'm right, so down with that. I watched that. And then, and at the same time, I, I remember, uh, do you remember Timer? Yeah. The, the little dude that like taught you how to eat healthy and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there was like a whole, like. TV cartoon where he like shrinks down and takes these kids inside a body. inside the body, body. yeah, 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 shows you how everything works. And... Yeah, you
2: know, the, the whole thing with all of that is, is I, I really want, and I really hope they do this in the end development. I want to see like the, the, the idea is that they could only shrink for so long. Why they would return to normal size and just rip the guy apart. And I always wanted to see, <laughs> that, <laughs> see that happen. Right? I want to see a
1: <laughs> submarine come out of a guy's head. Well, what was great was. The um, when they got inside, and and as a smart guy, you know, realizes that the environment, and if you're a foreign body inside yeah. a human body, dude, you're not in a friendly place. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. body has a whole series of mechanisms set up to protect you from yeah. uh foreign um microbes and stuff, and so so they're being attacked by essentially monsters yeah these but they're white blood cells yeah yeah these white blood cells are these giant blobs that are just like and
2: And all of this you get raquel welch in a tight little space suit being being (laughs) awesome and you always wonder i always watched remember watching them filming going like
1: where did she get her phd (laughs) (laughs) why is she there yeah um Donald Pleasance, yeah, as uh, the Doctor Smith, as kind the Doctor Smith kind of yeah double crosser. Yeah, yeah. Was, I want
2: to say I, Stephen Boyd, maybe. So Stephen yeah, Boyd, you know, I think
1: it was Stephen Boyd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, he was one of those lantern jawed heroes you always see. In. When I saw Alien, I'm like, oh, yeah. Ash is <laughs> Donald Pleasance from yeah, yeah, Fantastic yeah. Voyage. Yeah,
2: yeah, very much in that same model of yeah. The, the the dude that just can't help but fuck it up for everybody
1: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it won um, uh it won a couple oscars one of them for best art direction yeah Got, it, it was cool it,
2: it, at the time it, there was nothing like it and it just i remember as a young boy it just sparking my imagination and going like yeah that is cool you it, know
1: it was the kind of special effects that you looked at and you you kind of like whoa mm-hmm. you know
2: well, you know, another film that that, uh, that comes to mind around that uh, again that same time period that it gets talked about a lot, but I, I find a lot of people haven't seen it. And that's um, Ken Russell's Altered States.
1: Oh my God!
2: It's I talk to people and they just they you know they've heard of it. They know that it's important. A lot of psychonauts, if you know what psychonauts are, right. are will will refer to it, um, uh, but. Way ahead of the curve, the idea of taking something like DMT and, and floating. Right. You know, that was, this is 20, 30 years, 40 years before Joe Rogan and all that right,
1: stuff. Right, right, right. And cool. And William Hurt is great. All the acting is... Solid. Across the board, solid. And it's a
2: coherent film
1: coming from Ken Russell, who is known for not making... Making not coherent films. Yeah. And it has some awesomely cool... Uh, oh, makeup effects by yeah. Dick Smith. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just it's, but it's just one of those things where I think
2: it uh, certain films they they get mentioned so much that a lot of people they don't think it's important to see them.
1: It's kind of like Brave New World. We yeah. hear about it, we know about it. How much of yeah. how many of us actually sit down and read the thing, you know? <clears throat> yeah, and yeah. because be, you feel like you don't have to, because it's in oh, the you know, zeitgeist. The, yeah. It's like
2: so much of it is already sort of, and then when you do see it, the it. It's one of those things where it seems like derivative, but until you realize that everything this is what came. This is know, the yeah everything yeah, you is, don't get to alien without without this right or yeah what have you man
1: altered states is great I, um, I want to watch it now
2: yeah <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of something else you know
1: I wasn't sure if time travel movies fit into this sure I mean I mean I think time travel is is one of those mainstays of science fiction generally science fiction because um usually are the 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 protagonist is using some type of science in order mm-hmm. to try to you know wind their way through time uh, uh, you also get the magic stuff right you know right. so people are traveling just weird through time. time loops yeah
2: and, <clears throat> yeah it brings up the two films that I, I, I just want to mention
1: because i think that
2: a lot of people don't know about them and they should number one Nacho Vigalondo's Time Crimes Mm
1: -hmm. oh dude yeah
2: that's a great movie that That a lot of people don't talk about and the other one um, is Christopher Smith's Triangle which takes place on a boat Hmm. Uh, it came out around the same time as all of that after Dark Horror Fest type stuff was coming out right and it's it's a cool little time travel movie very much T- like time crimes That's why I'm bringing them up together uh-huh. In that they're It's repeating time loops That someone is able to You know They see themselves Moving through the, uh-huh. through the thing It all happens on a boat And there, there's It's kind of horror This uh-huh. um, triangle But Both of them are really good And I'm not a big Time guy Time travel guy Because I, It gets too easy to get Wonky
1: Right and Get, get um, like you have to accept a lot For yeah. it to work yeah, I generally don't like time travel movies because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, or time travel stories in, in general. I, I, As soon as that starts talking about it, as soon as it gets beyond, I went back in time and fought a dinosaur. Once it gets beyond that, I just yeah. kind of like, eh. You know. I'm having to think too much. When I saw that they made, speaking of that, going
2: back in time and killing a dinosaur, when I saw that they made uh, a film version of A Sound of
1: Thunder. Yeah. And it was so terrible, right? I love that story growing up. It's an amazing story, yeah. and it's terrible because they stretch. They try to take this little premise. It's a little. Yeah. It's a one jab that Bradbury yeah, yeah, just yeah, like yeah, nails, yeah, yeah. and uh, and then they try to turn it into this whole premise, and then the butterfly effect, and all of those other all movies. Other stuff, and yeah. and uh, yeah. man, A Sound of Thunder is it's a, a great jewel, and it would be great to see a great filmmaker. It'd be great to see great filmmakers do short st- short films
2: you know? you know i'm a big fan of the kind of thing we were talking about um four rooms i want to say right. we were talking about it last week yeah um but i love the idea of here are four filmmakers and they're all going to make short films it's kind of like um three evil eyes the, the yeah, yeah, Romero yeah or a thing um but let someone operate in a 30-minute format, mm-hmm. and then you just lump them together with three or four different filmmakers, mm-hmm. loosely collected for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I'm, and I'd be so I'd be down with that. Yeah. Because so often I, I see films that are like clearly an hour that get padded to an hour and a half with yeah. nonsense. And I'm big into like, what, what, what can we cut? Yeah. Well, like, what do you need? Let's pare it down to just what you need um, uh, to avoid the self indulgence. Right. Um, there's also the, a name that kept coming up was Andre Tarkovsky, um, both with <coughs> Stalker and with um, Solaris. Right.
1: Uh Solaris um, was the one that, that when I when I first started thinking of like Pavel mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, and his planet stuff from the, the early 60s um, because it was Russian I was like oh everybody you know everybody's gonna know Solaris and then I realized everybody might know the George Clooney right. Solaris, but they don't necessarily know Solaris. Well there's this whole world of Russian. Yeah, um,
2: fantasy and and sci-fi and horror stuff, um, and some of the most, you know, there's a there's a, I, I want to say it's a Russian. Come and see is a Russian film, right? I, th- uh, I think so. Come it's, and see is brutal. Yeah, it's fucking brutal, and it's you you. It's a brutality you don't get in West a lot of Western cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, you need a, that a barn full of people being lit on fire is just fucked up. Yeah, and um. Uh, stalker is good it's very sci-fi it's very sort of we're on the road to somewhere and you kind of encounter things going along mm-hmm. um but it's just it showed this sort of ingenuity this sort of willingness to go let's go big like mm-hmm. let's go really big uh, and i don't mean in big in scope but like big and big ideas right that are that are talking
1: about um some of the best science fiction is in, in movies is Big ideas, personal stories. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. It, it's like you know we've got this broad stroke of um, time travel, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Look but, at Look at Duncan Jones' Moon. Exactly, and that's that's where that was going. <laughs> good, good, I'm glad we all have the same list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Moon. So good. Moon is is a uh, uh, a return to that type of science fiction filmmaking that was going on with like silent running in 2001 space odyssey it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 uh it's quiet mm-hmm. it's gorgeous it's beautiful mm-hmm. um and but it's about what's going on with sam rockwell's character yeah
2: and the idea of what i think is really Stanley also is the idea that that what is reality? Your reality is yeah. is one thing, but the re- real reality may be another. So and I don't uh, want to give anything away on this one. Yeah, because, because it's, it's, it's recent enough
1: that, that yeah 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 yeah, people, yeah. If you but Sam a, Rockwell just solid as a rock. Oh, it's it's you know he's great in it. He's great in it. I I, I will say that that um unlike a lot of movies where there's a a reveal or a, I don't want to say a twist, but you know the, like. A truth that is revealed to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see this one. Like, I, you, like you kind of were in the right... It's like, it's got something to do with... But but when I realized exactly what was going on, I was like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah.
2: you spent so much time kind of sympathizing and being yeah. in
1: this guy's shoes
2: for so long yeah. and then to find out that... Well.
1: What, what, you, what, what you, you find, find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like Kevin Spacey's voice is
2: Yeah, sort of mopey robot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good it's good stuff. And I and um I have I have Duncan Jones news later. Um I, another thing that I wanted to bring up that I wasn't sure really applied as far as it being underappreciated, but I definitely think it's a movie again, talking about big
1: ideas. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's Darren Aronofsky's The Fountain. The I f-
1: love the Fountain. The Fountain is uh, it's it's one. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's it's beautiful.
2: For me, it's a it's that whole thing about doing what you can. You know, do, do, love through time. I'm there. Right. It's trying to figure stuff out on a timetable. You know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. this urgency to it all. Right. I'm there. Um. And I just I think it it just it it was too deep for people Mm -hmm. and too much was, it called into questions too, too much of the paradigm. You know what I mean? I think that art that shows the, this screen of what we accept. Right. um, If it shows it too starkly, it can, the audiences reject it. But I think the fountain is a, is an amazing
1: movie. And, and of note to, to affects people. Um, Aronofsky didn't, didn't have the budget that he wanted for it mm-hmm. um, so there was a lot of there was a lot of this kind of um, uh, I, I, I'll, I guess I'll call it atmospheric effects going on yeah. with like you know just kind of swirling mm-hmm. colors and things that you would normally um, make in the in a computer nowadays and, and they did it with um, old school they did it with like chemicals and water yeah. and different things and it's
2: it's then, it kind of reminds there's a if you've ever seen it I want to say the movie is called it's now called Blueberry Vincent Cassell but there's a moment in, the, in it where he he takes some sort of DMT mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's that same sort of ground right. as that that's a movie Another. It? it's not sci-fi in the least but blue, that Blueberry Vincent Cassell thing is really good Yeah, I don't think it's called Blueberry though it's based on a, on a comic called Blueberry about it it's set in the west um spirit guide stuff yeah you know
1: um let's see what else i don't want to get well to... you you mentioned you mentioned um soylent green earlier yes important it's important also another one of those things that i think if people haven't actually seen it they know about it they mm-hmm. know they know what it is yeah it's kind of like it's kind of like kind of like whenever you say you know whenever you go did it yeah. people are like deliverance and they've never seen the movie <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah um and i think soylent green i think you're right i think soylent green is one of those movies that like the i don't know the the, the mass movie going public who goes and sees movies on a regular basis now a lot of them haven't seen yeah um
2: it's i mean it's it's straight up Chuck Heston sort of riffing on the whole of Mega Man thing, right? Which I, I I I do want to get to a Mega Man, sure, sure. Um, but in but also you've got you know Edward G. Robinson in his last role, killing it. Yeah, I, when I, when uh, he goes to
1: home, home,
2: uh, it's amazing. And it 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 started me. This was the
1: film that started me thinking thinking that, about going into funeral services. Well, it made me think. Started
2: to think that this was okay you you going I'm I'm gonna be okay and I'm just gonna call it myself right and and go home right um it was okay the one thing person that doesn't get talked about in this movie that I think is really good in it is Chuck Connors when he goes in he goes into a one point to a confessional and I just remember him a priest there giving that he was going he's come to kill and he just says, Something about forgive me, Father. It's been six months since my last confession, and then mm-hmm. he fucking shoots him through the through the thing. Right. So dark and so so good, and you just and
1: then the, and the type of thing that we might see now, mm-hmm. you know. But at the time,
2: yeah. Holy you, crap! Yeah, this you was. Know?
1: I don't have a year on it. Shit. But it was in the seventies.
2: Right. Something to say. This is
1: old 70s. enough that we're not gonna. I don't think we're gonna give away anything if we talk about you know. It, 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 it's. It's dealing with you know overpopulation. The world mm-hmm. has become overpopulated. Pollution is bad. It's everything's bad in the streets. It's a, it's a very dark dystopian future that that we're looking at here, um, and the the government has um, come up with this this food solution Mm -hmm. which are these different they were called soylent and then there's there's soylent red soylent green and and all these different ones and they're they're like these wafers these crackers and there are riots and mobs to try to get this stuff because it's the
2: only food source yeah
1: exactly and um i can't remember it it, like uh you know it it, talking about it if i was writing that story, I. I'd be talking about cannibalism too. I don't remember any of that going on mm-hmm. in the you know.
2: No, no, it was all it was all this everywhere people waiting in line for these these wafers. And it
1: came out at the time when we were like again, some people aren't going to know about this, uh, but we were like sitting in lines to buy gas. Buy gas, odd yeah. and even days, and all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And it was Chuck Hedson around the time, like, you know, Mega Man and and um, it was after... Planet of the Apes, yeah, yeah. and all of was, that stuff.
1: It was that, that weird span where he did these science fiction movies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which was odd, because you know, he was coming off of the biblical epics and and that kind of stuff. Oh. Uh, uh,
2: I, I just flashed on something. We're to, uh, before we move out of essentially what what our older films. I wanna talk real briefly about a, a film you always hear about in film class but you never most people never see. Um, 1965 Jean-Luc Godard Alphaville.
1: Alphaville is is so is cool. So cool. It's so cool and you're right. It's like yeah, it's always it's always name checked but Yeah.
2: very few uh-huh. people have seen it. Yeah. But it's cool. It it it's low budget and totally 60s. But there's an air of it you you buy into it being an almost bl- not Blade Runner like because that implies all the neon and everything else, but right, that right. sort of noir kind of science. It's, like it's,
1: it's, it's it's you 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 come into this world of of gray. Featureless. Yeah, it's, it's very like, much in that same La
2: Samurai kind of French yeah. gangster-y kind of thing. But yeah. it's set in this
1: world of, of science fiction. Completely different movie and not the same tone at all. But the, but parts of Alphaville really remind me of A Clockwork Orange. Sure. And uh, and I think even the directors, Kubrick would have, would have admitted that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Alphaville yeah. is great. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I had not thought of that one. Um. What else are we thinking? Oh, um. Well, you we were talking about Charlton Heston yes. the science fiction movies, and you mentioned Omega. Oh, before we leave Soylent Green, I wanted to say to people, to science fiction fans, who, for whatever reason, haven't seen it, and and you're gonna check it out. Just know that it's not it's not science fiction in the sense of like spaceships and mm-hmm. and a lot of technology. There's some weird there is some weird future stuff going on but i mean it's it's the near future it's right. the near future to 1973 or whatever it was so right. we we're probably far past but what it was know, supposed to be uh, i saw online yesterday we're we're
2: so it's so weird that i it was Ray, roy batty's birthday like right. his incept date right. and yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like holy shit we are in the future <laughs> we are totally in the future it's so weird and again, the future is scary. Um, we talked about a Mega Man. I'm trying to think of. The future's now the past. Right. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, again, didn't know if it applied, um, but any excuse to bring up this filmmaker, I will. Um, Tarsim sings The Cell. I don't yeah. know if it's really sci-fi. There's sci-fi elements in that that the whole going into someone's head.
1: Yeah, there's there's like this this linking up in the in the brain. It, so there, I guess. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And,
2: and again, does it apply? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But science but,
1: fiction's funny like that. Holy shit! It's beautiful. Cell. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Gorgeous. The cell,
2: uh, the cell in the fall, fucking amazing. Yeah. That guy, I don't know what that. happened to. You? <laughs> I don't know what ha- I I love the cell in the fall so much, and then as you move forward in his filmography, you get Mirror Mirror, you get Immortals, yeah, and now he's doing TV. I yeah, I don't know. I guess a girl's got to work, but Jesus, yeah, Jesus, you know, I, I just don't know how that kind of a visionary eye operates within the realm of television. So,
1: one of the professors that I had at the at the Art Institute had they were classmates. And uh, with Tarzan. Really? Wow. And, and uh, he said he, you know, nobody even realized that he was going to be t- doing movies because he was like this, he's this visual, he's a graphics guy, right? Yeah. He was like, it's all about art. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Which comes across in spades in those two sure, movies sure. in particular. You, you know what? It even fall. comes
2: across in, in Immortals. There's some really cool stuff mm-hmm. littered in
1: all that ridiculousness you know i i, I think that you know I, I hate to be the guy that's like always pointing at cd as the as the, <laughs> the devil but i i do think that a, in a lot of these folks you know once they once they get that unlimited toolbox mm.
0: it's
1: just it... well i don't again
2: something we've talked about before is that built into everyone's model should be the one guy who can't be fired, right. who you've known forever, and whose sole job is to just look at you periodically and go, Really? Yeah. Um, because it otherwise you you get these 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 things that just and I understand within when when your vision butts up against the studio's money and right. their timetable and stuff like that, but I mean the fall it took him nine years to make.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, they went to what? It was like fifty? I can't remember, but some some ridiculous number of countries to shoot it. And mm-hmm. It was just like it's it's real. It's a big deal, mm-hmm. and uh, and that movie is not uh, science fiction, but it, it, right, it, it, man, the yeah. fall is like it's yeah. it's for me. It's almost a perfect film.
2: It's it, one of those things where I tell people like that and Curse the Golden Flower again, yeah. way not sci fi, but it's one of those things where you could you could literally just cut that film into frames Mm -hmm. and put them up on your wall any random frame is beautiful beautiful um but i think with the cell you get again it fits our our earlier criteria big ideas Mm -hmm. in in a little tiny
1: science fiction film the fall has shown me more than any other film how oh film really is uh uh Subjective, like as to what what's good and mm-hmm. what's not good, and what people like and don't like it. Because I I remember watching it with a bunch of film buddies, and we all just like lost our mind. Mm-hmm. And I've turned other people onto it since, and they're like, "Yeah, it was cool. It was really pretty." I yeah, I they just they just on. weren't excited. Yeah, yeah. and I'm I don't like, get that. Yeah,
2: I don't get that at all. It's one of those things. I just it's like, what do
1: you mean you don't like ice cream? Yeah. Um but you know, I mean to be fair and and this is not disparaging of those people, but it's you know, those are the same people that you know, they I ask them for a good movie recommendation and they tell me, you know, Fast and the Furious, you yeah. know, which I'm not saying is bad. It's well, just a completely it's it's not where I am and I don't
2: think that you get to the visual sense of Fast and Furious, especially the latter films mm-hmm. without going through
1: stuff like early that.
2: yeah, Tarzan yeah. stuff. I mean, it's it's all a visual. It's yeah. all. Uh, we we once were talking with uh, um, Savini, and Savini listed The Fall as one of his favorite films. Yeah, and uh, we were talking about style over substance, mm-hmm. and I I kind of put forth like, well, this is kind of style as substance. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the point of it is is how pretty it is, mm-hmm. and um, uh, yeah, great
1: stuff. Another, another Vincent D'Onofrio killing it. Yeah, and other people have. Um. Uh, have done that, but in a completely different way. When you mm-hmm. got stuff like Baraka mm-hmm. and and um, I can't remember some of the other ones now. All uh, the Koyana squats. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Where it's like you're really just supposed to look at all the images mm-hmm. you know and, and, and
2: I think you get an, a cumulative effect like you watch something like Cuana or Piqua yeah. and, and at, it's the end result that you get when you the right. movie's over
1: and you guess you're like wow and it only works with that Philip Glass, you know that no yeah I used to work with a guy at a record store that used to play that stuff, and it was just like, dude, <laughs> how do you not like turn into like a serial killer if all you listen to is like Philip Glass's yeah. Two Notes? Yeah. <laughs> but,
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's great stuff, but it's just it's one of those things where it's you, uh, Philip Glass works best, I think, is drops or Bir- in yeah. conjunction with visuals because as music, it's it's really easy to feel like we're we're just. <laughs> The, the, We're a dog
1: on a on the hardwood floor. The exception to that is the soundtrack to um, Mishma. Sure, man. Yeah, yeah. That's a That's a whole other thing.
2: That, that's that's a, a great man, movie. I, you,
1: yeah, I, have we done an episode where we talked about Mishma, or where no. we
2: could? Like, yeah, I'd, probably. I'd love to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. Because that that guy, the film is great, and that guy is even is wild, is
1: so interesting. And Schrader, Paul Schrader, yeah, yeah pulling yeah. off, and it's like. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: I'm going to also bring up a 1980 grading Clark's without warning.
1: Nothing that, that I don't that I don't recognize. Um, bug,
2: bug-headed alien arrives in the middle of rural America, and it's essentially Predator. Where he's hunting, mm-hmm. and his weapon of choice are these little fleshy discs that he throws. Wait, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's great. I do know this. Cameron Mitchell's in it for like a minute and a minute and a half, um, uh, but it's like this big, really tall, almost Star Trekian alien mm-hmm. that uh, it's very much the predator. He's a hunter on Earth, hunting people, right? Um, and there's this, a great scene where they find the shed where he's storing his kills. And
1: it's great. <laughs> very dated. Very sort of 1980. Now, now, not a good, not a great movie, but has some really cool. It's just worth, it's worth seeing because it's, 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 again, you don't get to
2: Predator without without right, warning. You don't right. get to um, uh, a lot of things
1: without warning. It Batman. reminds me of Extro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Extra. laughs> Actually, with that weird, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that weird thing. Well, it was the same. Yeah, but this wasn't like someone coming back from you know out of
1: out of space or whatever. Right. This was this was a guy. This was with... an, an alien. Yeah, yeah. One of so... my
2: favorite things. I'm sorry. Is out of Predator Two. Their tagline for Predator Two was so great. Where he's in town with a few days to kill. <laughs> <laughs> I always just love that. And this is kind of like that. He's, he's on the planet with a couple of days to kill, and he's off in everybody.
1: That reminds me of a movie that uh, I, I really adore. And, and uh, people love, uh, people who like um, anime, mm-hmm. and, um, and, uh, and and those folks probably know this movie backwards and forwards. But again, just talking about your regular film audience, they should check out Zaram.
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Z
1: e r a m. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but yeah, yeah and and where uh this this alien um, badass is being hunted down by this bounty hunter, I think uh-huh. she is. And so that's a, that's one thing that's different is like our 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 badass is a uh, woman is a woman. Um, and the alien itself is so freaking cool man it's got that crazy you know the, the big head that looks like a, a, a you know like a one of the big straw hats you would wear picking rice you know and, and so it's like it 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 has so many cool visual elements mm-hmm. and the humans that the, the humans who know you know find out what's going on are such bumbling idiots that you know, it's wonderful. It's wow. wonderful, and it has. I haven't thought that movie in a long time. That's hilarious. That's a great movie. It's fun. It's fun. You know, there's a lot, of, and and I think you know, if we're talking about underappreciated, it, it doesn't doesn't mean that the movie has to really be good. Sure. Um, and because there's a there's a few of the Charles Band ones that I think are yeah. are Trancers. transfers. I'll um, even go Dollman. Kind of the same Same thing. Same it thing was thing. Tim Thomerson willing to work for scale. Right, and being and Dollman being really little. Yeah. You like, know, I tell you, the uh, Tim Thomerson, if you can, look up
2: his stand-up. His stand-up. It's hilarious. Yeah. And for some reason, he just stopped doing it. He just was like, I'm just going to be an actor. And,
1: you know something? Acting shit. He he reminds me of one of those guys, and there's, there's a few of them, who... They almost had, mm-hmm. the, like they you know like they, they almost had that leading guy cut, but they couldn't for whatever reason they couldn't, couldn't quite, push it, through. and so they, they 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 wind up becoming a leading man in these you know um, lower tier yeah, yeah, movies, yeah. Um, and there's a there's a lot of those dudes that yep. just like almost almost yeah almost. he
2: and and, I, and I've, I've seen him speak at con's before and he's an affable guy he's mm-hmm. funny as fuck. yeah um but yeah you don't just don't know why
1: transfers had Helen hunt in it sure you know um, yeah yeah and uh and it had a really cool idea very
2: very 80s
1: uh, yeah yeah, yeah I, I totally think, 80s I don't think you can get away you know, from that stuff
2: that but. since we're in talking about 80s stuff you know I wonder do Again, under not underappreciated, but may many people haven't seen it these days, and that's Repo Man. Oh my God! Yeah, Alex Cox's Repo Man. Yeah, and it's great. A film. I, this is this is the this is the one of the films I was kind of like, yeah, Heather Heather needs to be here for a discussion right, on right. Repo Man.
1: But Repo Man is cool because it uh, it's a it's very low budget, mm-hmm. weird, cool idea. Great, yeah. Very um, odd, very weird characters um and you know Alex Cox one of his things was he he was kind of immersed in this punk uh rock world mm-hmm. and so so you get this it's the movie is equal parts science fiction and kind of exploration of... Southern California punk at that time.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a lot of people, like they'd never heard TV Party before, right? And when they, but then they heard it. TV here. Party was
1: Black Fad's, Black Flag's big sellout. You yeah, know, yeah, right? yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But um, Circle Jerks are they're in it. Circle Jerks are in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. has has a lot of that same punk aesthetic. You know, how many times I can't tell you in my that life. Album term, is great. The album is awesome. I can't tell you how many times in my life I've quoted. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton with the ordinary people. I hate the fuckers. Yeah, man, he's so good in it, right? (laughs) Yeah, that really. That and the other guy whose
1: name I can't remember is great too. He's like the kid, bad man. Oh yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. It's it's great stuff. Um, Yeah, Emilio Estevez looks like he's twelve
2: in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the thing that really broke him. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was full of you know. I love that not everything's answered. You know, it's it's kind of mm-hmm. like uh, uh, Marcellus Wallace's briefcase. You never you never understand what's in the
1: trunk, right? But it kind of doesn't really matter, right? The um, uh, I want to say, and and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say that the dude who was playing the doctor, who was like, you know, he had, had been around the trunk a little too long, was yeah. driving the car, <laughs> smashing into stuff. Um, uh, was a real like um, scientist, a uh, uh, nuclear dude that they were really? that they'd gone to to kind of get um, uh, background on, and and I. That's a vague recollection of listening to a director's commentary, so don't hold me to that. But it's something along those lines. Trust me on that one. Um, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things that we haven't mentioned that I think is another one of those elephants in the room that I will recommend one incarnation, and I won't recommend another, and that's Aeon Flux. The Peter Chum yeah. animated thing. That's a thing that, again, a lot of people have can reference,
1: but very few people have seen. If people weren't watching MTV at that time, there's a lot of great stuff. Look like all the liquid television. All the liquid stuff. television stuff. Um,
2: the the Max. Was, oh God, I I love the great. Max so much. Yeah. you look the Max up. M a x x. It's a Sam Keith comic property that they made into an animated.
1: Yeah, movie. and the comic is great, and goes on way beyond what you see in the in the series. Mm-hmm. But some something about that animated show was just it it got its hooks in me well and...
2: visually it was so weird and yeah. so sort of surreal and expressionistic and, and... and there's
1: so many layers and stuff going on there with yeah. you know and and you and you and and they successfully kind of get you there you know it's yeah like, even without knowing exactly everything you, you don't sca- need to yeah
2: and it's told it was told in little like eight to ten minute chunks that, yeah, uh, I don't
1: think the episodes were that long. I mean, I, they I, were
2: super short because they were. There was a. They would move on to the next thing. Right. Know? It was just one of those things that, when they came back from commercial and then it faded in, you were like, "Oh shit! There's yeah. a there's a AM flux in here."
1: Now the movie, oof, the, the movie's awful. Don't yeah, don't the, even waste. your I
2: time. I throw the movie into baskets with things like equilibrium. Yeah, you know, kind uh, of a neat idea,
1: kind of interesting execution, but really stupid. What, what's what's the uh, oh there's an there's a there's a similar there was a similar movie something violet or oh yeah
2: yeah ultraviolet 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 like, is
1: terrible are, they're awful movies yeah but man that cartoon eon flux was great just if you don't know anything else like their logo is this eye yeah and there's a fly crawling across the eye and the eyelids close like a venus fly trap and catch the fly it's like
2: it's so cool and it
1: has this weird kind of uh this whole bondage kind of aesthetic to it mm-hmm. and and in even situations sometimes kind of go there there's there's it's, a... it's really fetishy yeah it's ve- between, oh, yeah. from her
2: outfit to the things that they choose to linger on yeah you know um i will say the movie it is is terrible, but it's sort of early flexing of the muscles for Charlize Theron that you'll, you'd see later in Furiosa and, right. and a lot of the stuff that she's more known for. Right. Um. I want to throw also out there, uh, uh, Outland. Um, Peter Hyams Outland Sean Connery it's Sean essentially a
1: detective uh, story it's high
2: noon in space yeah.
1: he's on a space
2: <sighs> station and some people or bad people are coming um, it's kind of ridiculous when you see a man outside in space firing a shotgun sure um, but you kind of go yeah but it's just one of those things it's one of those sci-fi movies that you think everyone's seen and everyone's know of but i people come up empty a lot
1: when i bring it up right that's the thing about, I mean, sci-fi, you know, after Star Wars, uh, you know, every, everybody wanted wanted the sci-fi thing to be a big tentpole movie mm-hmm. and, and be full of all this bombast and stuff. And, uh, you know, like any genre, it's not always the case. And, and some of the best stories are happening, you know, when it's quiet. Right. You know, space is quiet. But yeah, you know, and they, I hear they can't—they can't, the they can't hear you scream.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's a
1: lot of movies like that too, where it's like, okay, Alien—is it a science fiction movie? No, it's a horror film, you know. But but essentially, it's also a, a haunted house
0: movie. Exactly. It's like
2: my son and I last night were talking about Event Horizon. Is is is, is Event Horizon a science fiction movie or is it a horror film? And I th- I think it's a horror film because you can take it out of space and it still works.
1: I think there's been enough of these movies that that. A genre of sci-fi horror is, a, is an accurate description sure. of, yeah, I agree that. You know, I mean, the thing, um, and, and, and you know, is the thing science fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's an alien comes from outer space. They, you know,
2: well look at something like um, Alex Proyas's Dark City. Right? Yeah. Is yeah. it? What
1: is it? What the hell is that? I have no idea, but it's, it's, it's fucking cool.
2: cool. <laughs> 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 it's super cool. Um, but yeah, I think that falls in it. I think. Um, doomsday neil marshall's doomsday falls right. in it yeah. uh uh you know another thing we didn't mention was um woody Allen's sleeper you know that's another one that people comedy fans may have seen it right. certain people of a certain age but science fiction fans and it's it's ape and everything it is you know, it is
1: i fucking hate that movie do you really i do and I like early Woody, Woody Allen, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know why. But Sleeper just bugged a secret the shit out of me.
2: It's a secret movie of his that I really, really love, and I'm sure one day we'll probably do a Woody Allen um, show. But uh, Love yeah, and but
1: Death, then, yeah. But then we have to like watch all the new Woody Allen. Yeah.
2: If we <laughs> but do. Love and Death, I think, is fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's Woody Allen's essentially Woody Allen's airplane. Right, you know, it's, it's joke, 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 joke. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, and uh, once again, Tom, big fan of the Contessa, the <laughs> one that he she goes to, she when he needs to shoot, she was awesome. Um, we're we're winding up here. I got I got a bunch more titles. There's, I just don't there's know.
1: there's so much. I mean, um, are it, there
2: things you, wanna, that you wanna well, wanted, we... want to think
1: you want to? Well, I wanted I You know, we were talking as you had mentioned earlier. You were talking off mic about the the French um that, that we have right. talked about the french cartoon um fantastic planet yeah um which is another one of those things that like if you were if you were a film guy in a, you know at a, at a certain time period you probably saw it because it was one of those things it's like ah, i gotta find the vhs of this and mm-hmm. it's so odd and well i'm so well i remember
2: i first saw Ble on those days when you were like it was raining Sure. In, uh, in school, and right. Bring the TV in for a movie, and they showed it there. They showed it. They showed it there. Right, yeah, It's, it's cool. They, I I
1: also there's another French. It
2: was playing on PBS, and that's why they were doing
1: it. Oh wow! Yeah. It, it's it's uh, it's pretty amazing. It is amazing. It's and and it's um,
2: it's 2D animation. It's you know, there's nothing other than I think the the story and the the general aesthetic. There's right. nothing interesting going on animation wise no no the, the animation cool. is pretty stark yeah but the story's solid and
1: same thing with um um oh i do this all the time um uh, I, I just
2: before you think of that i was going to say with animated stuff you know another film a lot of people don't talk about that i thought was pretty cool was titan ae a- mm. Titan AE. AE. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of cool. Animated stuff. All the heavy metal stuff is is stuff that people should know about. But right. again, I keep running into it where it's like, no, I haven't seen.
1: I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Right. Um. It, it, you know, it's well. It, oddly, I think that that's a case of having having access to too much stuff. Mm-hmm. In in that. Now, if you name a title, you can probably go look it up. Yeah, you can find something. But right? people are, you know, they're looking for things that they, people are looking for things that they know that they like. Mm-hmm. So because well, see, they, they have access to everything, they're less willing to go, I'm I'm going to go check out this odd thing that I don't know anything about. Right. And, you know, for me, that's one of the things, and I
2: promise I'm, I'm not going to go off on this, but the idea that when I hear about someone sitting down and watching 10 hours of, a tv show and when you i think about all the films that are out there like sure i don't have time to watch fantastic planet but i'm gonna watch you know um supernaturals right. like, dude you're gonna be so much better served watching fantastic planet right but i get it but it's just one of those things for i find as i get older i, I just it's a time thing mm-hmm. you know like just recently the wailing is on um netflix right it's a korean sort of ghost story right and it's two and a half hours long. And I yeah. really had to go.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, two and a half hours, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I could be getting stuff done. Um, are there other? I'm just trying to think of other titles that I I want to throw out there. Um, uh, Man who fell the earth,
1: the David Bowie thing. The David Bowie and and a really odd, odd, quirky, super odd. Um, yeah, but. Also very cool. very cool, and I was perfect casting when I and I surprised when I first, I, when I first watched it, I was expecting it to be largely unwatchable, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. It was it was
2: engaging. Yeah, uh, initially it struck me as like kind of a vanity piece for a rock star. Right, right. You know, Mick Jagger got performance, right, and so we give this David Bowie, but David Bowie, it was actually he was solid in it. Mm-hmm. Turns out that he's a. Fairly adept actor. Yeah. Um, Even in misguided things like The Hunger. I think The Hunger, they missed the boat on on that guy, on his character completely. Um... But yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: this, this could this could almost be one of those shows that we like break down and like let's do unappreciated sci fi films of the forties. Yeah, because there's, so there's so many, so much.
2: There's so much that falls through the cracks. I'm just gonna throw out a couple of more titles so I can complete my list and feel like I, I did my job. <laughs> um, Buckaroo Banzai, sure. sure. I love that movie. Uh, I'm almost relieved that they're not gonna doesn't look like they're moving forward with it as a tv
1: series on right Amazon. yeah yeah yeah. so that's good Uh no- oh, you know wait it, it, okay i've been having this argument with people for years yes all right buckaroo bonsai because of the time what's the watermelon for no 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 okay. it, it, it's it's, it, it's an association thing okay it makes me think of howard the duck sure i like howard the duck and I get this, I get this pushback that it's like it's one of the worst movies ever made. Oh no, no. it's not one of the worst movies no, ever made. Yeah, it's no. just it's you do you
2: don't throw that kind of money in a project and get the worst movie ever made. Jeffrey
1: Jones is great in <laughs> it as the Dark Overlord. He's it's it's a blast. Oh yeah, and then, man, that film. And it monster. makes you
2: love the idea of bestiality.
1: Absolutely, okay.
2: <laughs> she's fucking a duck, and no one's no one's even batting an eye. It's, yeah. it's just, it's cool Yeah, I, 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 th- I do think says. it gets a lot of shit It's, it's a terrible film But it no, does not
1: get the shit that it deserves It's, it's. I mean I said it proudly right next to The Golden Child <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought The Golden Child on
2: a release
1: I think I did too I, it, I, I, I was like all about
2: it I was like, oh yeah So let's see um, Sunshine we've talked about before Danny Boyle Right great first two thirds of a movie then it becomes a slasher film and it becomes terrible neil marshall's doomsday we've talked about that in the past Mm -hmm. um so i'm not going to spend a lot of time on it mars attacks is one of those guilty pleasures that's so ridiculous and so stupid but it's still very fun and
1: and will mean a lot more to people who remember the tops cards Yeah. yeah it falls on deaf ears when you get someone who
2: doesn't understand you know yeah they just see it as a tim tim burton thing um Two thousand six, Children of Men. I don't think enough people see that movie. That's true.
1: That's true, and it's it's a solid. It's it, a solid
2: it, movie that's really
1: salient today. Yeah, and it's in it, it's it's that realistic science fiction in, in that mm-hmm. you know it's like there's nothing there that's like super outlandish or there's no pulse know, rifles no, and there's no, no
2: rocket ships yeah. and you know, um, Attack the Block. I kind of throw in just because it's it's more recent and maybe and it's cool mm-hmm. and um, it's it's fun. Uh, Primer, a movie called Primer. It's a, a time loop, another time, time loop movie. Um, I threw out Minority Report just because again I think it's a Tom Cruise movie. We talked about it on the Tom Cruise episode. Right. More people see one of the movies that I forgot completely about was The Scanner Darkly. Um, oh yeah,
1: right. Yeah, um, very cool. Very, very cool cool very fun very odd and uh i i think the first time we saw that type of animation that it, well
2: it's essentially rotoscoping
1: which we is. saw in like fire and ice well and when stuff. we saw i mean like rotoscoping's been around since the early days of disney but there there there's something about it that makes it look different than that
0: stuff mm-hmm.
2: yeah like, it's more photoreal mm-hmm. It more it's more
1: you can tell who the actors are yeah you know yeah yeah and, yeah, 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 yeah yeah but uh but it's just a cool uh, it's a cool story also a philip k dick thing yeah 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 oh, yeah. yeah yeah as was uh uh minority report I think. uh blade runner Re- minority report
2: was, yeah is that, is that i want to say it's philip k dick mm. yeah anyway mm. um del toro's mimic dude mimic
1: another movie
2: that gets people a lot of shit, shit on it but yeah. i don't get it it's perfectly fine now. Mimic two and the rest of them. Yeah, they get are terrible. Yeah. Uh, Dark Star, Charpenters Dark Star. As I was doing my research, I, I kept. Do you have something to say about Dark Star?
1: Dark Star is important because of who made it. Yeah, um, and and what would and what what would go on from there? Dan O'Bannon plays in it. Dan mm-hmm. O'Bannon did the effects for it. Um, it's. I mean, and it's it's very much a film of its time um and it's a very very low budget as dan o'bannon said you know it's it's you know we started out trying to make the most expensive student film ever and it got too big and we made the you know least expensive feature film ever Mm -hmm. and and uh and it doesn't really work as either except that it is cool the guy surfing on the on the the ship in space that's very cool very 70s um very young filmmaker yeah greg greg jine worked on it mm-hmm. um uh ron cobb worked on it like all these guys that would go later go on and you know make alien and work on close encounters of the third kind and then you know john carpenter himself you went know, to so. do
2: you know uh, yeah, this was
1: pre-halloween yeah this was before halloween yeah, was yeah. A, this was a it was a uh student film project at uh, i want to say ucla or was it the other usc, USC. W- w-
2: uh, a, a film that kept coming up when I was starting to do a little research on this was a thing that I just have a funny story on. And that's uh, David Peoples' Salute of the Jugger, a.k.a. Blood of Heroes. Right. Um, my pen. Rutger. Rutger Howard, Joan Chen, fresh off of Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a pre screening of it where we, we filled out cards and. Um, Ooh. <laughs> oh. but it, it was weird because it kept showing up on a lot of top you know 25 underappreciated science fiction films and I was like really is anyone calling for that Probably not. <laughs> and another one that I saw what about um, solar babies
1: man Sol-
2: <laughs> solar <laughs> babies all the things you like in a teen comedy, and all the things you like in Rollerball—that's right—sort of mixed yeah. together. Jamie Gertz, I want to say, is in it. Yeah, and
1: I think they. I think even the dude from uh, Lost Boys. Yeah, probably. I James, think. Jason Patrick, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. It's a that's a Mel Brooks produced thing. <laughs> Believe it or not. Really? Yeah, yeah. Mel Brooks. I guess sure. It reminds me of that uh, that that. Uh, live show that was going on in the 70s and 80s. What the, well, remember
2: when everything in the 70, late 70s and early 80s was on roller skates? It right. It was all roller boogie and... Mm, <laughs> Xanadu. Express, I, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, there, that was the uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber thing. Um, it was like... Solar Express. Sure. Or Starlight Express. Starlight Express. I mean, Starlight <laughs> Express as a musical is... I know people that love it, but oof. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all of that Andrew Lloyd Webber kind of toxing with none of the interesting parts of a Sondheim thing. Right. Uh, another, I just noticed Brazil was on the list too, which I think everyone has seen. And if you haven't, you should go do that now. Yeah. One thing I saw on Netflix, and this is my, the last of mine, um, odd little movie, not terribly great. No one ever talks about it, but it's a movie called Upside Down. And it's, it's essentially Kirsten Dunst in it, which is in it, but don't hold out against her. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a Romeo and Juliet story. But what's interesting is it's two worlds that exist and spin in space so close together that you one person from one planet can reach up and touch the other person. Right. It's very weird and very odd, but it's, it's kind of goofy and... Um, it's someone with no money and no real clout, kind of swinging for the fences.
1: Sure, and um, and that's always fun to see. Yeah, the, yeah. Regardless of how it comes out, because you know, well, I, I that's think, where greatness comes from, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when you're when you're when you're reaching slightly beyond what you can reach.
2: Yeah, I I appreciate that. I mean, I mean, to be fair, I'll call you on it when when you drop the ball at the one yard line. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, man. We can still talk about. Look, it. it's like sunshine, right? Up to the time that up at the time it goes bad, it's great.
1: Yeah, and then it just, you know, it's just one decision. And sometimes and sometimes that 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 makes it more tragic, right? Mm-hmm. It's like,
2: mm-hmm. you, man,
1: you were you were
2: you were so close.
1: Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's when they
2: they finally go and the killer is and you go what? <laughs> um, anyway, so I think that's a shit ton of titles that. I think you know many people probably have, maybe if they've seen them maybe not but all of them I think are worth checking out
1: and I think that they are films that uh, a lot of this I, this show is this this particular episode I don't think is for the film aficionado because they know these films hopefully this is this yeah and and if and if they don't this is kind of like a, oh yeah. This, this is for people who, you know, when, when you think science fiction, they think Star Wars. Mm-hmm. There's so much more. Yeah, there's always, well,
2: there. there's always that, that way. You know, where
1: you you
2: <clears throat> you al- you almost start to partition it off. Like, these are American films or British films right. or, or what have you. Um, because then you go, and we didn't even dig into, like, some of the anime-inspired Japanese stuff. Right. You know, the Zebra Man and, and right. that kind of stuff. Um, or the wow, Miyake did a kids film. I'm trying to. Remember. I forget Yada something.
1: Man, or the I, Gohai
2: the the Gohai
1: War. All yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Oh, I saw as, as part of a double feature. <laughs> do, remember when 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 they would do this? Uh, a, a TV show pilot would get re released into the theater. Sure. I I saw like. Uh, battlestar galactica in the theater yeah, that yeah way, yeah, yeah, yeah. and i saw buck rogers the yeah. bill gerard thing sure in the theater after wow. it had been playing on television so it was weird. so weird and then the double feature with it was inframan okay and Inframan's oh that's awesome a, it you know like i you know how do and you that's take
2: a whole other thing you know all that inframan ultraman it's like Spectre it's all Man. it's all science fiction and it's all kind of underappreciated but I don't know. And it's all
1: very, it's all very similar. Yeah. There's like somebody turns into a giant robot, or somebody, all know. that giant robots. We need, we need August Dursley on this, for right? And that uh. Guy, uh. Uh, speaking of which, there's a, there's a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie yeah. coming out or something. Uh, Elizabeth the, 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 Banks is in it. It's like Brian treating Cranston. it as a serious thing. Yeah, as yeah. A... It looks very
2: kind of, almost kind of chronicle like where they, the these kids they find these things mm-hmm. and what have you. Um, but, uh, Elaine Banks looks great as whatever her name is, mm-hmm. Rita something or other. Um, uh, I'm down. I, 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 wasn't a fan of the stuff growing up, but the images I'm seeing are, are, are kind of cool.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I like praying Brian Cranston taking a little bit role. All these people are, these are roles people are taking mostly, I think, because, you know, eh, nostalgia or for their sure. kids or whatever. Um, oh, one other one that, that. Uh, Howard McCain 2008 a movie called Outlander with Jim Cavaziel I
1: love that movie <laughs> very much kind of predator yeah it's a medieval predator it's it, he's a he's a uh, again we have this kind of I don't know if he's a bounty hunter or but he's he's, ch- he's chasing this this thing, thing across space across space and it winds up landing on Earth, vikings right, right back amongst you know. vikings
2: yeah fucking
1: cool it's like,
2: super cool it's like a big flame dragon kind of a thing yeah and uh but it feels a lot of the setup and stuff it just to me it just felt like
1: like predator
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and jim Cavaziel is great and 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 essentially that's the only element the predator was missing that a lot of these films has is that somebody wasn't chasing him mm-hmm. you know yeah he just happened to land here you know God, and
2: then you know predator begets things like you know really hor- horrific stuff like remember i come in peace yeah <laughs> with Dolph Lundgren, and Dolph you <laughs> go in
1: pieces
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: anyway, okay so there we go i have a couple of news things then we'll get out of here number one speaking of duncan jones and moon he yeah. has a new movie coming out called mute that look, they released some images on. They're online. You can find them at like com or Ain't It Cool or whatever. And it looks straight up Blade Runner.
1: That's all I know. Oh, yeah, I did see. Yeah, I saw some of those images. Yeah. Looks great. Uh huh. And Duncan Jones, I'm in. And I don't remember the premise at all. Yeah, man. Um, But it's just, it's pretty. Duncan Jones is great. Uh, Duncan Jones, son of David Bowie, mm-hmm. um, has turned out to be a, a really, really, really fine. Yeah, director. not just David Bowie's kid as a filmmaker, but a filmmaker who yeah, just I, happens I, to be. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, but I, I'm I'm always going to be interested in that, and I'm always going to be interested in, it, especially if I look at it. The first thing I think is Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to look at it. Um, Martin Scorsese announced he's been he was talking about doing a Sinatra bio for years, and he, right. he's officially dropped it and said he's just not going. Didn't explain why. Um,
1: I'd love so. to see a Sinatra bio. The problem is, is casting right that's yeah when you when you have such a strong personality it's hard mm-hmm. to
2: i mean you can you can stunt cast and throw like harry connick in there or like you know michael Bublé acts but the problem is is that you've got the other side of frank right frank, that Which is, is formidable
1: arguably the more interesting yeah know, part of the story I think. Yeah, yeah 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 um i don't have any oh, go ahead
2: no, I'm go ahead. I'm just waiting. I was
1: gonna say I don't. I don't have any news. Uh, the the only thing I was gonna add is uh, you know what I've been reading um, is a, a book called um, Twenty One Thirteen, and it is all mostly science fiction um, short stories inspired by the songs of Rush. Mm. Wow. And it's it's pretty. Who are the uh, really, writers? It's I, I can't remember all the twenty one thirteen. Okay, yeah, um, writing it down. It's really cool to see um, what other people got from songs. Yeah, like like the one that was based on subdivisions is like so. It's it's you know I I, I take things too literally sometimes, and this sure. guy's like, and, and and it totally fits, and I'm just like that is so cool. Okay. So, that's cool. Yeah. twenty one thirteen. Tell me there's a story on the trees. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't, but I, I don't know. I mean, like, um, I, I've always wanted, I always wanted to see that movie. The trees? <laughs> I want to see the trees.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where you just, you just think like, wow, Neil. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, I'm going to, I'll uh, since you mentioned books, I'm going to mention mine real quick. Mark Frost, uh, list of seven, six messiahs, read it. It's a kind of a precursor to all that Sherlock Holmes. I'm sh- I, As I say that, I know I've mentioned it on the show before. So, uh, Keegan-Michael Keel was cast in Shane Black's Predator. Who cares? Yeah. But But it's there. The fact that they're moving forward with Shane Black's Predator makes me happy. Yeah. Um, James Gunn says he has... Comic book stuff, I'll warn you. James Gunn says he has an idea for a Moon Knight movie, which I think is is great. Okay. Moon Knight was this very cool character from the 80s that was sort of spawned out of Egyptian mythology Mm -hmm. and very much sort of a white Batman in a way. Okay. Batman meets Doctor Strange through... It's, it's 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 cool. Um, they're saying that Hugh Jackman is saying that Logan, which the director said in an interview, he's like, "This is not a kids' movie, and this is not mm-hmm. really. This is going to be much more gritty." But they're saying it's his last um, Wolverine movie,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and now they're talk. They're on Twitter. There's been some talk between him and Ryan Reynolds, and he's kind of going like. I might be willing to put the claws back on to do to be in a Deadpool movie, which Deadpool Wolverine buddy movie road picture right midnight run right I'm on board (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally on board for that. Um, And then in the weird bit of casting I heard today, uh, yesterday was uh, they're talking for this new Han Solo movie that that um, Danny what's his name is is doing Woody Harrelson is a mentor, being eyed as a mentor for Han Solo. Which, it scratches my head, makes me scratch my head, because Woody Harrelson, like, he's in the new, he's the big uh, Kurtz character in the new uh, Planet of the Apes movie. Where there's literally a scene of him standing there shaving his head. Right. And I don't understand it. I don't, I mean, Harrelson's a good actor and
1: all this other stuff, but I just don't understand him getting cast in these, I don't know. Weird. I, I, it's it's he's one of those guys that surprised the hell out of me mm-hmm. when when he did uh, True Detective, True Detective, and, like... and there's this Oliver Stone movie, you know. Oh yeah, 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 you know? yeah. I yeah.
0: He, um,
1: Natural born killers. Natural born killers. Yeah. and
2: and, and the, the the great thing about Woody Harrelson is is the ability to do something super heavy like Rampart, or there's the he did a movie with Ben Foster about Death Notification.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: um the messengers I want to say it was called uh super great drama stuff and then you've got him in zombie land doing straight up comedy yeah. so so kudos to that guy a uh, bunch of trailers came out um speaking of woody Harrelson they he's doing this thing that I think is really cool it's a two hours have you heard about this yeah 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 it's called lost in London he's gonna stream for two hours and make a movie and stream it in two hours
1: right good right. luck. Yeah, It's going to be a shit show. He even
2: says, he goes, this is going to be either really great or it's going to be a total fiasco. Right. I'm going to bet on the latter. Yeah. But it doesn't say anything about who else is involved, so who knows. Remember, Woody Woody Harrelson does those secret Illuminati (laughs) things. Also,
1: remember, Woody Harrelson smokes a lot of pot. Which you would think (laughs) would redeem him,
2: but... Sadly, I think you know you're 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 prone. Although, if you're gonna get stoned with someone, he's on the list, right? Sure, him, Woody, Snoop, Woody, 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 Willie Nelson. Um, (laughs) uh, let's see, um, a a new film called Lure about looks like um, can't not cannibalistic because they're mermaids, but they're mermaids that right eat people. Uh, Heather, I talked to Heather online about it, and she said she saw it, and she said it was really Mm -hmm. good. So the trailer's out there. Um, A documentary on comedy called Dying of Laughter that looks really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm Not Your Negro, a documentary on race in America featuring James Baldwin. and It's narrated by uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Mm -hmm. It looks really good. Um, And then there was a new trailer for a a zombie film called The Girl with All the Gifts. Right. Um, British made zombie film with Glenn Close. Yeah, and it looks great. I hear nothing but good things about it. And there cool. you
1: go. Um, winding up, anything
2: you see good lately?
1: No, no i i've I've been uh, I've been mainlining um, the '70s um, documentary series um, on Netflix.
2: Oh uh, yeah, the '70s. Yeah, and they also did the '80s and. Yeah, I, yeah, I think
1: they did different decades, but I. I Seventies. I've been like sure. sucking all that back in. All that like, nostalgia, especially that first, the first episode where it's a, it's all about television. I'm just like, oh yes, yes, yes. yes, yes give yes, me more yes, of yes, that. Yeah.
2: Uh, my wife watched the OA, and she enjoyed it. She says she's going to probably rewatch it.
1: A lot of people. A lot of people say that. Yeah, yeah. Say like that. Um,
2: I've been watching just more of the same. I'm I'm moving into the second year of my. My challenges. Um, movies that I saw were an animated thing called Zombie Dead on Arrival. It's very sort of uh, cartoon network looking kind of thing. A little sure. darker themes. Japanese film called Hard Revenge Millie. It's sort of a zip on um, kind of a Kill Bill kind of thing. Maid Droid. It's exactly what you think it is about a maid that's a droid that this guy falls in love with. Blah, blah, blah. Blah. Taxidermia, it's a, it's a Georgi Palfi movie who did Huckle. It's, it's uh, really weird. Really weird. <laughs> taxidermia is weird. Huckle is weird, which is essentially just it begins with a pan shot past a guy who has the hiccups. And it just sort of follows him through town. And, <laughs> but taxidermia is out there. Yeah. Super fun, super visual, super inventive, but admittedly out there. And the movie I want to really push hard is is a documentary. It's called The Other F Word. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um, it's a documentary. The other F word isn't fuck or what you would imagine. It's fatherhood. Right. And what it is is it's looking at punk musicians that are now older that and they have kids, and they're having to do, you know, um, the lead singer for ever ever, something. Not Everlast. It's not Everlast. Is it Everlast? No. 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 Whatever. One of those fucking eighties bands or nineties, right. uh, two bands, but he's driving along singing "The wheels on the bus go round and round" to right. his kid in the back, and in the meantime, you know, it's like flees in there with
1: his daughter and stuff. Right. It's great. It's it's really good. It's it's a it's a really cool look at um, how growing up is different. For each generation yeah. what growing up means yeah 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 and and being an adult and being a father and seeing the
2: fallout of that like yeah. ne- all of these guys you know some of them have haven't have come through substance abuse right failed marriages and you know they're still they're still punk but they're also still doing the dad thing yeah um Uh, you know, and there's these great moments of, again, like fleeing his daughter, just sitting there talking is, you know, this is a sidebar, Um, but it's on my Facebook thing. And it, this sort of brings it up. Uh, NBC and this project are doing this thing. uh, uh, Specifically, they were doing it with Asian
1: American families. Yeah. Where they, they,
2: a, a, a child, a daughter and her father, or a son and his mom. They stand about a foot apart, and for four minutes, they don't say anything. They just have to look into each other's eyes, and it's amazing.
1: It's amazing the the you can track what's going on. It's almost like they're you see their whole relationship and their life. Yeah, you know, on their faces. Well, because
2: it's 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 pat. It goes beyond that sort of cursory meeting of the eyes when you talk to someone right this is staring into someone's eyes and 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 the re, like the women kept saying like I just remember him as a baby and,
1: and four it, minutes is a long time a long time
2: to... and then when you see like daughters looking into their father's eyes and the father and you can and they're Asian so mm-hmm. so a lot of there. there's a lot of cultural stuff tied in there and there's right. stuff like you know everyone cried yeah and uh it's intense I couldn't imagine yeah I couldn't imagine. And and as someone who's both because, of my parents are gone. Right. You really look at that and go, uh, what I would
1: give." When you deal with your children mm-hmm. in a, in a regular setting, there's there's all this other stuff attached to it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the things they're doing and the people around them. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's, it makes you feel good, sometimes... They, but there's all this other noise, and they're they're taking all that away, and you're yeah. strictly dealing with the human being that you helped bring into the world. Mm-hmm.
2: That's And everything that that comes with. It's powerful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it's out
1: there. It's on my Facebook page. I did want to mention a documentary that's... It's not because it's a great documentary, but... Uh, with all the Star Wars noise um, of late, um, if people haven't seen it, um, it's called I Am Your Father. Okay. And, and it is, it's is—it's basically the story of David Prowse. Oh, yeah. Um, That's on
2: Netflix, right? Yeah,
1: it's on Netflix. Um, David Prowse was the guy who was the physical embodiment of Darth Vader through the, uh, the original uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars trilogy. You know, he was picked because he's a big guy um i you know his voice was obviously done by um david o. Prowse. Uh, yeah who, who who has a much better voice than david sure. prowse uh, but david prowse has this great pedigree of films that he's been in um he's he's always you know kind of the big lumbering guy the only time that you really get to see him is uh uh Clockwork Orange. Okay. Where he's the the author's after after the guy had been attacked originally and, mm-hmm. and became paralyzed, he now has a bodyguard yeah. that likes lives in the house and right, like, right, right, wears, right, right. wears shorts. That's David Prowse. <laughs> Um, But you know, he was in a lot of the Hammer films as the Frankenstein Monster. Mm-hmm. He, wow. he's, he's been around always. Wow. Um and uh, it's a sad movie. It's kind of like, you know, basically when it takes the premise of, of the heartbreak that he felt when in Return of the Jedi we finally get to see Vader's face, yeah, the helmet's taken off, and they didn't they purposely misled him and it had him doing other things while well, they, they were shooting him. that oh, scene that because sucks. they didn't want him. Oh yeah, it's 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 that and and so this oh, this really this, sucks. This fanboy, but well, the the crux of it is is this fan. Knows the story and he's like, I want to, I wanna I want Let's, I want to shoot that scene with you. Oh, that's fun. And so it's cool. It's and it's and in the meantime, you get to see him go around to conventions and stuff. And and so it's if you're a Star Wars fan and you don't know about David Prowse, you should definitely um, you should definitely check it out. It's called I Am Your Father, yeah. and it's currently on Netflix streaming.
2: Yeah, and um, speak a uh, lot. I'll also throw out that they're putting up. I guess this week they're putting up the. Uh, Debbie Reynolds' Carrie Fisher doc um, that she, Carrie Fisher was working on when she died. Oh, wow. And right now, you can see Carrie Fisher on HBO. They, they've got Wishful Drinking. It's a one-woman show that it's just her talking. Right. And it's a riot. It's fucking funny. I just saw a photo today that one of her prized possessions was this porcelain Prozac pill. Right. That they're now using as her urn, which is fucking hilarious and movie. and perfect perfect yeah 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 so um so uh, yeah so there's all that stuff so uh we're done Unappreciated sci-fi films next week on the schedule we're going to be visited by um american horrors and boneyard press genius uh brain trust hart fisher the The man who put out came to came to most people's knowledge. He put out the Jeffrey Dahmer uh, comic book. He put out the Rush Limbaugh Must Die comic book. Right. Took a lot of shit for that. Yeah. Hart's a good guy, and it's it's gonna be it should be fairly <laughs> fairly animated.
1: It'll it'll be fun.
2: Um, and then upcoming, we've got some a, a, a show at the end of the month that Heather talked about that we've got confirmed, and that is the the gal from CineKink,
1: and we're gonna come right. on and talk about. I'm excited for that we've we've been wanting to do a porn show like since yeah day one and, and again
2: and... it takes a little bit of explanation and the idea that we're what we want to look at is the porn film as capital f film not right. as masturbation material or as erotica for, eh, kind of erotic
1: it's and, and and yeah and and that weird tightrope that that type of movie has to walk where it's like it's titillating, mm-hmm. but there's there's other things going on there too, right? But it's something more than just it's more than just what people think of as porn now, which is the the five minute clip of yeah. hey, know, "I'm here to deliver pizza." Some fetish. Oh my kids are gone. Oh my god! The, the, no, the the pizza delivery guy is gone now. That's, yeah, it's now it's just like it's all it's all lumped together by like fetishes. It's like yeah. you know,
2: yeah. And we'll talk about all that because there there is it, it's becoming, and I want to know. I'm interested in getting this person's perspective on the idea. Is that as more and more of it is online, everything gets more and more splintered. Now there are whole groups for very, as you say, very specific finishes. Right. And so, yeah. I think I think she's a perfect person to talk about all this. Yeah, stuff. it'll be so, great. It'll be great. So uh, that's it. Next week, like I say, Hard Fisher. Uh, but this has been episode 105. Uh, we'll see you guys
1: next week. Uh, I'm Tom Carnell. I'm Langley West. Stay scary.